0: All right, my fine fans of the show, my name is John Laredo. Welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, so uh, first of all, first things first, the uh, the answer to the riddle from a couple weeks ago, which uh, I neglected to tell you last episode. So this is two episodes ago if you want to go back and listen to it, but I'm going to tell you what it is anyway. I got no, no correct answers. So I'm going to tell you the answer um, and uh, the uh, riddle is, or was, uh, how can a father and son also be brothers? Father and son are also brothers. Is that possible? Is it even possible? Yes, it is. And here's the answer. Father and son are part of the same fraternity. And hence, yes, I said hence, hence, they're also brothers. There you go. Now, you know what the best part of that riddle is? The best part of the riddle is uh, two great things about it. One is nobody guessed it, right? Secondly is I came up with it. I invented it. I I, I invented a riddle. I am literally a riddle inventor. I, I created that. I don't know if there's a way for me to copyright that or something, but that's my baby. That's my riddle. So... And nobody gets it. And if you're sitting there and listening and saying, well, I knew the answer to that doesn't count. I didn't hear from you. I didn't get a text. I didn't get an email. I didn't get a call. Nothing. So uh, uh, unwaged guesses or uh, uh, uncertified or submitted guesses don't count. So sorry. Uh, In any event. But that is the answer to the real. So I have gotten into fantasy football. And I got to tell you, this is kind of like an addiction now. I don't know. I'm sure many of you have been doing this for a lot of years. I did it a couple years ago, and then I got missed it last year, and then I got into it this year. And it's not for success. It's not because I'm doing well. I got to tell you, I lost the first three weeks. I lost. And the first week, I absolutely deserved to, to lose. I had two guys on my roster that weren't even playing. Like, What? I just, I totally lost track of time. I didn't check my my roster, you know, before the one o'clock game on Sunday and just I had two guys in there that were, were, were not playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't expect to win on those circumstances. So I lost like, uh, I got my butt kicked that week. Second week, uh, I should have lost also. Uh, third week, I lost by like a fraction of a point. Literally, it was down to the last minute. Of Sunday night's game I needed my running back just to touch the ball and it didn't happen so I lost by fraction of a point just disappointing I won week four and I'm just about I hope knock on wood to win week five so I'll keep you updated but uh, in any event I bring this up only because there's a great game last night there's a lot of great games but the Eagles wow five and oh go birds five and oh undefeated so far this season that's awesome love it um they had a game uh, they were playing against the cardinals last night cardinals 18 seconds left uh in the fourth quarter they had a 43 yard 43 yard field goal attempt to tie it send it in overtime and uh unfortunately matt amadola unfortunately for him and the cardinals uh shanked it right and missed the field goal attempt um obviously devastated uh feel bad for the guy I mean my gosh can you imagine the pressure in that situation you know you the whole team is relying on you you've got one kick you gotta make it it's 43 yards it's not a short kick but not a real long kick and it's very doable and you shank it and um uh, in any event needless to say blame going all over the place toward him and Press is all over the guy. They get, you know, dying to interview the guy. Poor guy after the, you know, locker room. They get him outside the locker room. They're surrounded by reporters. are peppering him with questions. And then, um, Justin Pugh comes over and says, breaks up the interview. He interrupts the interview. He's like, guys, no, 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 no. This is not one guy. This is not, we didn't lose because of a missed kick. I could have blocked better. We could have played, we could have done, played the whole game better, better. Everybody had something to do with this loss. It wasn't, just one person. It wasn't one kick. We lost the game throughout the game. We didn't lose it in the last 18 seconds. The blame doesn't fall on this one person. And then he turned to Matt Amadoli. He said, listen, man, lift your head up. You're a great player. You got a, a, all kinds of games ahead of you. You're going to do better next time. Don't just brush it off. What an awesome display of leadership. I mean, what a cool display of leadership. And he's right. I mean, honestly, this the, the game was not lost by that one kick that's one kick that, that that was one fraction of the game one tiny fraction of the game the game was lost in the other the four four quarters it wasn't lost in the last 18 seconds so i thought i thought justin pugh did a did a great thing uh displayed great leadership and it brings up a big question is how how do you as a leader handle failure and in, more in particular, the question is: How do you want your organization to handle failure? How do you want your organization, people in your organization, to handle setbacks? You know, do you want them ultimately? Because there's many different ways people handle failures and setbacks. And listen, you're in this life and business and and this game long enough. You're gonna you're gonna make all kinds of fa- failures, mistakes, setbacks. Things are going to be broken. You're going to do things you regret. Whatever the case, you're going to make bad decisions. So the question is not, can you avoid this stuff? You're going to have setbacks. You're going to have failures. But I see a vast difference between organizations and leaders in terms of the tone they set around failures and setbacks. I see some organizations where people are just devastated by failure they are in like a comatose stow- state after a failure they they look at it as such a significant setback and they feel like it's a it's a setback not only on the organization, it's a setback on them personally and professionally, it affects their career. So think about that, if you're in that situation, let's say whatever role you're in, that you have such significant consequences to a failure, what are you doing? Like literally, how are you How are you playing the game of life or your career, you're playing incredibly cautiously, right? You're playing not to fail, you're not playing to win, you're playing not to fail, because the price of failure is so significant and so costly. And, and I know some leaders are out there listening. They're like, well, I don't have that type of environment. Well, you may not think you do, but you actually may. You may unintentionally be kind of creating that environment when you don't even realize it. So I I ask you, think back to the last few setbacks that you've seen, people that have done something that was unsuccessful, or they didn't make a sale, or they lost a big client, or they just made a big, costly mistake, whatever the case is, and how did you as a leader handle it? Or in particular, how did your leaders handle it? How did other people in the organization handle it? Were people looking quickly to point fingers and place blame? Or were they actually trying to learn from it? And I've seen all kinds of different environments. I've seen some that actually celebrate failures and setbacks because they know that that's part of their growth cycle and they're going to ultimately figure things out at a faster rate when they can get through the failures faster. They're going to have success fa- faster. So their mentality is different. It's not actually looked at as a bad thing to fail. It's actually looked at as, it, as it's expected and, and what's a key part of that is when you fail to look and say, okay, what did I do? What caused that failure? And what am I gonna do differently next time? And that's a key thing. You know, I l- lost that stupid first game of fantasy football because I made a stupid dumb mistake. And I didn't check my roster half an hour or an hour before the one o'clock game on Sunday. Well, I'm not gonna do that again. I knew what it was that caused that failure, and it was just my lack of attention to detail. That was it. I didn't, and now I fixed it. So now I don't make that failure again. Now I can help other people, and I have other people in the fantasy playing fantasy. I'm like, hey, make sure you check your roster, like, you know, because sometimes you know, even an hour before some player is playing, and then half an hour before they're not, they're out. They're questionable, whatever the case may be. So, you got it. That's a learning for me that I pass on other people. So, hopefully, they don't make the same mistake. So, as a leader in your next whatever you call it a town hall, uh, branch meeting, whatever it is talk about this concept, talk about how people handle failure, and talk about your perspective on it. You know, my perspective as a leader is. I want people, I don't want people making the same mistake over and over again, but if they make a mistake, number one, I expect people to make mistakes because if they're not, then they're not trying hard enough. They're not taking risks. I want them to take the right types of risks and I want them to to make mistakes, have failures and setbacks, and then figure out what they learn from it that's going to make them better and stronger moving forward. But I also don't want that to be a private lesson. You know, I don't want that to be just a conversation that's going on in their head. I want them to broadcast that and share that with other people. Just like I did with the fantasy. Hey, I know there's other people that are going to make that same mistake. Okay, I know that's the case. I mean, my gosh, Matt Amendola is one kicker in the league. Every other kicker has missed a critical kick. It's going to happen. So so you know it's going to happen. Don't beat yourself up too badly about it. It's just something, yeah, it's okay to get you know frustrated and annoyed, but realize it's just part of the game. You know, he's going to have other kicks that are going to save the game and win the game. That's just part of you know the life of being a kicker. So the life of being a leader or another uh, employee or some kind of role in your organization is they're going to have great days and great weeks and great months. And they're going to have really shitty days and shitty weeks and maybe shitty months. OK, there are great leaders and great people that have bad circumstances and bad periods of time. You have to, as a leader, give room for that and ha- and show a tolerance for that. That's the big thing is do you have and are you displaying a tolerance for failure? The other last point I'll make is look in the mirror at how you handle failure. So there are leaders that when they make a mistake, they're very quiet about it. They feel like if I show people or let people know that I made a mistake, it's a sign of weakness. Maybe my credibility goes down maybe i my influence goes down people's confidence in me goes down i got to tell you something it's not the case it's the opposite right because they know that you made a mistake if they do know you made a mistake and you're not owning up to it then that ultimately causes them to have less respect for your and credibility and then it causes them you're modeling a behavior you don't want to, you not you don't want your people to have you don't want them not owning up to a mistake or a failure you don't want them keeping trying to brush it under a rug and ignore it or run away from it or put the blame on somebody else. So if you're doing that, what's that going to mean? Again, your organization is a total representation of yourself in every single category. So realize that how you handle that Magnify that times a thousand and that's how your organization is going to handle it. So I hope this was helpful. Just some thoughts on, uh, on owning failure and setbacks and such a key thing for a leader to be able to do to breed the right mentality in their organization. You want people running fast and hard, playing to win, not playing not to lose. That is key. So uh, take that for what it's worth. Run with it. Give me some feedback, some thoughts, some ideas, shoot some questions to me, whatever. I'd love to hear your ideas and some of the things that you're dealing with. As always, appreciate you joining today and like, share, subscribe, go down below, give a five-star review, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader. For suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching, reach me at john at